With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. All right, we want to say greetings to everyone, and thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Brother Hawk Bolden, and as usual, I'm so grateful to the Lord to be able to uh, come before you all and share with you things that the Lord has laid on our hearts to share. And so we have been talking about uh, foolishness or power. So if you have your Bible, let's go back to the first chapter of 1 Corinthians. And uh, today we're going to go over a few more of these scriptures. And uh, hopefully we'll get to looking at, um, we'll get around to looking at uh, an example in God's word that displays what we're talking about. And my prayer is that this has been a blessing to you and uh, that these devotions have been a blessing to you. And uh, we pray that you are growing uh, by this as well. And I don't take it lightly that you all choose to uh, watch these videos or listen, watch live. Uh, and so uh, we just thank God for that opportunity to come before you and, and to be a part of your day, even if we don't know who you are, we don't talk to you on a regular basis. Uh, we just want to say thank you for uh, allow, allowing us to share with you the things that God has laid on our hearts. And so in the first chapter of 1 Corinthians, and we're going to start reading at uh, verse 17. It says, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be of none effect. It should be made of none effect. And so uh, that, that talks about how wisdom of words, now what that's really talking about is the wisdom of men and the way that they process things. And a lot of times when you have someone that is uh, unconverted and really what it boils down to is not being sent by God. So when you have someone who is, who is not sent by God, but they're trying to preach the gospel, the only thing they have to offer is the wisdom of man. And because of that, uh, it can make the cross of Christ of uh, none effect in people's lives. In other words, what is the cross of Christ? It is the power of God, you see. So let's go ahead and keep reading verse 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish, foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God, you see that, and so uh, here's the issue, you got two sides uh, there, those that are perished and, and those that are saved, and you're either on one side of that or the other, and those that deny the power of God, in other words, uh, uh, they are not exercised, they are not living by the power of God in their lives then according to the word of God, they are they have perished. They have a form of godliness. But when the word says they deny the power of God, it doesn't mean that they re, that they reject God in uh, so much. But it, what it means, 
or that they deny the power, like technically, what it's talking about is that their life is not showing the power of God. In other words, there's no evidence of change there, you see. Let's go and keep reading. Verse 19, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing standing of the prudent. And that, and I'm telling you, we have so many uh, so-called believers, people who call them. Now, we're talking about people who call themselves Christians who uh, think that they're wise and who think that they're prudent. In other words, they got their own life that they're going to live, and in their minds, I'm going to live my life, and God's just going to have to take a, take a back seat. And that's their understanding about anything that has to do with God, that they, they think that God is just there to kind of promote them and help them along in their journey according to their own will and according to what they want to do. But this, what this says in verse 19, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. That means that God himself uh, destroys uh, the understanding and the wisdom that man thinks that he has. Uh, it, it, now, this is especially talking about people who call themselves, uh, who profess to be uh, Christians. You know, that they will live a life of frustration. They will live a life of always trying different things, but nothing working out. God is basically saying in the scripture that I'm going to frustrate their wisdom. I, you know, let's go and keep reading. It says, and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Prudent, and so especially when it when it comes to uh, biblical matters, uh, people reading this word without the Holy Spirit guiding them, and so they don't have an understanding. Now these are the very same people who sit back, and because of their lack of understanding, not knowing that God Himself has destroyed the, their wisdom. These are the very people that sit back and, and try to uh, offer uh, commentary on what God's true ministers are doing. You see that? And now, that's, that's the deception, and that's, that's the real uh, tragedy in this, that, that the, the wisdom of the wise and the understanding of the prudent, these are the people that actually sit back and say, no, 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 that's, that don't mean that. That's just your interpretation. You see that? These are the very people that sit back and try to criticize uh, what God is doing. But the Bible, Jesus said when he walked this earth that wisdom is justified of her children. In other words, the evidence. Now, the children equal means fruit. Wisdom is justified by the fruit. In other words, if you sit back and you look at the fruit of a person, that the wisdom, whatever it is, however they're walking, they're justified because their lives are changed. You see that? Don't think for one minute in the, in, in the Bible. God, the Lord, when he walked his earth, he told several men, follow me, and they followed him. Now, don't think for one minute that these men were not criticized by their families. In fact, Jewish history says so, that, that their families criticized them. Uh, Peter's, uh, Jewish history says that Peter's uh, in-laws, his wife's uh, parents, uh, took his clothes and burned them uh, as a way of, of basically um, – that was the way that they showed that they were um, excommunicating someone from their family. They would take somebody's clothes and burn them. And so <clears throat> because they didn't understand and they thought, well, you're a fisherman. You know, you, you have a wife and you need to take care of your wife. You know, our daughter. Uh, they thought that he, was, he had lost his mind because he had gave up what he had been doing most of his life to follow the Lord. And, you know, it's still that way today. But the Bible says wisdom is justified of her children. 
it was Peter that preached uh, on the day of Pentecost, and 5,000 people were saved. You see that? And so that he was justified. In other words, you could see the fruit of what he did, and, and it negated what people thought about him actually leaving his job. You see that? And so wisdom is justified of her, of her children. In other words, it, to, to the world, a Christian, a so-called Christian, uh, it would look like foolishness. But to believers, to those who are truly sold out to the Lord, it, it will be the power of God. It, it's funny how you'll have one group saying, oh, look at, look at that. You know, he's crazy for doing that. And then you have another group saying uh, that, that, that believe in God with their whole heart. They'll say, well, you know, that, I'm glad that he did that because look at, what, look at what the fruit of that is. You see that? And so that right there is the difference. Wisdom is justified of her children. In other words, how do you know that God is behind something when you see the fruit of God operating in it? You see that? When you see the fruit of God operating in it. So look at what that says. Let's read verse 19 again. It says, For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Now that's letting us know. For God to say, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. What is he saying? You know that, in other words, he has to use you to do that. He has to have vessels in this earth that's willing to be talked about that that will appear to look like foolishness or fools for him. He has to have vessels in this earth that's willing to be talked about, that's willing to be ridiculed because of them following the Lord. He has to have vessels to, to, to fulfill what he talks about in verse 19, him destroying the wisdom of the wise. How does he do that? By operating through vessels in this earth and to to those that are parents, what they're doing will look like foolishness. But though, but to, but to those that are saved, they will know and understand this is this ain't, this ain't nothing but God behind this. It, it's got to be Him. You see that? And so, but He has to have vessels that's willing to go through that. That's not trying to look like power to those that are perishing. In other words, not trying to convince those that are perishing. Hey, see this. This was really of the Lord. See how, see the fruit that there is? No. God said, I'm, I have to destroy that. I have to destroy the wisdom of the wise. So if you know that you are a vessel for God being used in that manner to, 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 to help to destroy the wisdom of the wise and the, the understanding of the prudent, then you can't, con- you can't convince those that are perishing that what you're doing is the power of God. You see that you can't, God didn't tell you to convince them. It's meant for their, their wisdom to be destroyed and, their, and, and you know, and, and everything like that. It's meant for their understanding to be, uh, to be brought to nothing. So you, the Lord didn't tell you to convince them. You see, they'd have to be saved first. That's their salvation would, would, is what would be convincing to them. You see that? All right, so let's go ahead and keep reading. To, to prove the point, verse 20, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? You know, you know what he's talking about? People that think that they are somewhere in God's word, college educated and still silly when it comes to God's word, you see? Where is the disputer of this world? Uh, you remember earlier we talked about these are the very people that think that it's their job to comment on videos and to comment on and to, to uh, <laughs> critique God's ministers on what they should preach or how they should have said something or what else could have been brought out and things like that. The, the Bible calls them the disputers of this world. 
In other words, people, you know, people just got it in them to dispute. Even when, and and so and I know that what I preach is of the Lord and other ministers as well. What they preach is of the Lord. But then you got people. I think in the world they call them trolls. People that troll people's internet sites and websites and videos. And basically their whole thing is they think that they can critique God's ministers. You see that. And so the Lord is asking, where are they? Look at what that says. Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Verse 21, for after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. So, you know, that's what keeps people from knowing God, their own wisdom. Their People's own natural, manly, human wisdom is what is the exact thing that keeps them from knowing God. That is the reason why it is very important and, and, and detrimental, in fact, to you if you think you're going to get to know God holding on to your own wisdom. If you think you're going to accept the things of God, but you still have the same mindset. That's the reason why people can give their lives to the Lord, and, but if their minds don't become renewed, they will go right back out there in the world and take on worldly things if their minds don't be renewed. What is it? You dropping your own wisdom and, and what you thought you knew and taking on Christ. We wouldn't be even reading this book, this book here in First Corinthians, the letter that Paul wrote to the church at Corinth. We would not even be reading this from this author, from, from Paul, who God used to write this, had Paul not decided, you know what, I done gave my life to the Lord. Let me get rid of all these degrees I done got from the Pharisee school. You see. Let me get rid of all of the mosaic. Let me get all the mosaic law out of my brain so that it don't clutter my mind so that it, my mind can be renewed to the things of God. You see that? God used what Paul knew, but, all, but he used it to dispute, according to God's word, what he had been preaching before he got saved. You see that? In other words, of course, we can't wipe things out of our brains. <laughs> But we, what we can do is allow God to renew our minds so we can place things in their proper perspective. In other words, we can use that as a testimony of, you know, I used to think this way, and I could see how it was damaging me and how it was causing me to make wrong decisions. But now God has saved me and renewed my mind, and this is the way that I see it. You see that? This is the way that it really was. I didn't know that I was that bad off, you see. So in other words, God is not going to wipe things out of our mind, but he want to use that to show that his wisdom is much better than the wisdom we thought we had. Many of us, we, we you know, we could think of things, uh, of ways and uh, mindsets that we had and that was going to be contrary to our walk with the Lord. And we were trying and we were trying our best to try to walk out those things in our own wisdom. And But after a while, uh, when we got saved, the Lord changed our minds. Our minds were renewed. And we could see then that why we were making the mistakes. You know, people, all of your actions, everything that you do is based on your current mindset. Everything that you do is based on your mindset. All of the decisions you make, let's think about this. The decisions you make is based on what's in your mind and how you are processing things. And so you processing things. For instance, you know, of course, my wife and I, we, we talk about marriage quite often and have a lot of videos on marriage. 
And, you know, it's amazing to me, uh, the people, you know, and, and, of course, we were all like that. I think at one time, most of us, uh, we thought the way to get married was to date, just keep dating, you know, until we found the right person. And we thought, well, you know, we're just going to date around. Okay, yeah, you look nice. You got a good job. You got, you, you know, you got some good conversation. And we thought where well, the idea was, let's just keep, uh, you know, okay, so we'll, we'll try it. And then, of course, now they're just more educated with it. You know, we're just going to see where this goes. We're going to hang out and we're going to sleep around, but, you know, <laughs> we're going to see where it goes. People start, and what's crazy is a lot of people nowadays, they start off dating people that they have no intention on marrying. It's like they still have to be convinced, you know. They can sleep with people and still need to be, even after sleeping with them, still need to be convinced. Oh, and I don't know if you're the one for me or not. You see. But we're sleeping together. We're acting like we're married. But I don't know, you know, I don't know if I really want to marry you. And so that was the mindset of a lot. Of, and, and, you know, it's crazy. It's still the mindset of a lot of so-called believers today. We just don't date around. And But who in the Bible? Who do you see doing that in God's word? Nobody. You don't see anybody just dating on prostitutes, you see. But who else do you see? Dating around, because that's really what it all boils down to. You dating around, dating this one and that one until you think you found the right one. You know, the Bible don't say, especially I'm talking to you, you, you ladies especially, the Bible don't say he, she that finds a husband finds a good thing. It says he that finds a wife. In other words, the, the, it's, the, it's the man's job to find his wife. It's not the wife's job to find her husband. The, the wife is supposed to be found. You see, and I'm convinced there are a lot of women around the world today going to church for the purpose of finding their husband. God didn't tell you to do that. You see, God didn't no, God didn't tell you to do that. You see, but that's the wisdom of this world. How am I going to get mad if I don't date around and try? How about <laughs> waiting on God to tell you? You see that, and and coming together by faith. I'm gonna tell you something. You could date somebody for 10 years, and then when you finally decide to marry them and you're living together, then you that's when you get to know them. You don't know. I'm telling you, you only get to know certain stuff. You see that? You're not around them all the time to see how they're reacting to certain things and, and all of that. And even then, people are only showing you what they want to show you. If you're living apart, you're only seeing a good side. Anybody can be good for two hours. You see? <laughs> so takes God to show you. But then I'm going to tell you something, and, and this is, I pray that you get this revelation. It don't matter who it is you marry, everybody's got something going on that you're not going to like. And so you might as well allow God to pick and choose whatever it is he chooses for you to have to deal with. You see that? Everybody's got something they're going to have to grow in. So you're not going to find this perfect person that ain't got nowhere to grow. You know, so, but see, the wisdom of this world, the wisdom of this world say just date around and the one that you feel like matches you the best. Now, let me tell you what, what what's wrong with that idea. See, the wisdom of this world is destroyed by God. What's wrong with that idea? You finding somebody that is a good fit for you, but you ain't kingdom-minded? And you got a bunch of junk, 
what you're really doing is finding somebody that's not going to help you to grow in the Lord at all. That's what it all boils down to. You know, you looking for somebody that ain't going to rub you the wrong way, ain't going to get on your nerves, it, it, you know, uh, that you feel like they don't bring out the, you know, don't bring out the worst in you like what people like to say. You're, you're looking for somebody that, in other words, you, what you're technically doing is looking for somebody that God can use to help help you mature and grow. You're looking for somebody that's, to help, that's there to help you keep you in your mess, basically. So in other words, how do you grow without opposition? You don't. So what you're looking for is somebody that's not going to oppose you at all, that's going to let you have your way, basically that's going to keep you the same old brat that you've always been. You see that? But God's wisdom said, you know what? You need somebody around you. And that's what makes it hard for people, you know, especially when they go and get a job and God is using people on that job to, to overthrow all that unrighteousness on the inside of them. That's what makes it hard for them. And so because they don't want to have to deal with that at home. You see that? But it, it, it's the wisdom of God. To, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. You're not, but the problem is people aren't looking for iron. You see that? They're looking for somebody that's soft, that's going to, somebody that can handle needs. No, you don't need to be handled. You need to change. You need to you need to be converted. You see, and so you see how <laughs> how look at what verse twenty one says. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. You see, in other words, they they didn't know the ways of God and how He operates. People ready today to give up on their marriages because they feel like they married the wrong one because. We're always arguing. You know, well, how about how about thinking about it this way? You ever think that God put you with that person that's going to rub you in that manner to teach you you shouldn't be going back and forth? See, the idea isn't to, to find somebody that agrees with you in every single thing. That's the wisdom of this world. The problem is you don't grow, you see. What's the idea? To put you, God will place you with someone that's going to show you your junk that you've been hiding or trying to hide. You see that? All right, so let's move on now. Verse 21, for after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek out the wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. Until the Jews are stumbling block. Now, see, that's the thing about it. I have to share that with you. The religious folks that have that don't have God, the preaching of the cross and Jesus Christ is 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 a stumbling block. They, in other words, there are no neutral parties in this. You're either saved or you're perishing. And if you're saved, it's the power of God to you, but but and the wisdom of God. But if you're not saved, then you're perishing. It is. It becomes a stumbling block to you. You see that? What is a stumbling block? It's a block you can either use to step on to get to the next level, or you could trip on it trying to stay on the same level. So just think about how steps are. You're gonna either step up and step on it, or you're gonna to refuse to, to to grow and and go to the next level, and it becomes a stumbling block to you. In other words, the block that's meant to help you to grow. If you refuse to grow, then it will cause you to stumble and fall. You, you just keep falling. You see that? And that's the way preaching is uh, to, to people. Even to this day, that's the way preaching is. 
they're going to either say, you know what, I'm I'm glad that you preached that, and I, I, I'm going to go by, or they're going to either stumble at it, and because especially if it's righteous preaching, they'll stumble at it by going against it, and they'll fall into the very things that they have rejected, you know. All right, so let's go and keep reading. Verse 24, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. Everybody see that? The foolishness of God, if there was a such thing, in other words, what's that saying? Even that would be wiser than men. So in other words, the the wisdom of man and the wisdom of God at no point is on the same level. If I understand, at no point do those two overlap. At no point can a man say, you know what, I thought of this, and then God agreed with it, and you're outside of God. You see that? At no point does your wisdom overlap. Your man-made wisdom outside of God, No, at no point does your wisdom overlap. With even It won't even touch God's foolishness is what that's talking about. In other words, God is in a whole other realm where he, he is purposed in his heart, I'm going to destroy the wisest man outside of me. In other words, with the wisdom of this world, I'm going to destroy that. You see that? Let's go and keep reading. Verse 25, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Everybody see that? And so, in other words, what that saying is, you will never, as a human being, Go to the point outside of God where you can compete with him. What this is saying, you know, when when I was in school, people ran track. We ran track. And we ran track on the same field. And we might be left behind. You could have the slowest person in the world racing against somebody that's the fastest person in the world. At least the the slowest person is going to cross the finish line at some point. He might be a mile behind the fastest person when he do cross the finish line but he's going to cross it. So at least he have hope of finishing the same race. But this is saying we're not even on the same track with God. We have no no chance at all to even finish in a race with God when it comes to wisdom. You see that? No no chance at all. The, the people in, in, in the early Babylonian days at the Tower of Babel, they tried that. Our wisdom is better than God. We can compete with him. Let's build a tower to, that will reach up to heaven. And they tried it. And what did God do? He confounded them. How? By giving them different languages. And that's where we have all the different languages. That, that's where all of that comes from. You see that? Because of man. If you think, Let's think about it. That's the reason why we need translators now. That's the, way, that's the reason why we have an English language. That's a reminder to us. That, and, and think about it. God never took that away. Everybody in the world can get saved, and God wouldn't say, well, you know what, they're all, all saved now, so I'll give you all the same language again. No. What caused these different languages? What, was he, what did he do? He frustrated their understanding. People that call themselves working together against God, God said, you know what, I'm going, I'm going to cause confusion. That's the reason why. How do you think about it? Christianity. Strongest power of God. There are no other religions that can claim the power of God the way that we can as, as believers. 
But you ever notice how Christianity is, is one. Believers, either you believe in God or you're not. But how every other religion opposes Christianity, have something to say against it and compete against it. But they themselves cannot agree. I'm talking about against two beliefs. I'm not talking about a lot of these folks that sit in church. I'm talking about believers. What is it? The same thing. God will frustrate. That's what causes all of these divisions. God himself divides his opponents. You see that? He did it in religion, and he also does it. He also did it in the, with the Tower of Babel. You see that? God himself destroys the wisdom of this, wise, of, of this world. What did he do? He separated people by giving them different languages. And they could not work together. And that's the way God will will do it. You see that? There will always be division among those who oppose God, you see. And so let's not overlook where we are. Let's figure out what side are we on. Are we walking? Is is the power of God foolishness to us? And what what are we talking about? Not the, the ways of God. Is that foolishness to us? Or is it the power of God? Can we see the wisdom in the wisdom of God? In other words, can God display his power and we say, and we identify that and say, you know what, that's that's just the wisdom of God. That's how wise he is. Or do we oppose God's way of doing things? That We have to figure out what side are we on. And once we figure out what side we're on, Let's get on God's side if we're not on that side. It, does the word of God say something and you don't agree with it just because of your own wisdom? If that's the case, God is calling you on it so that it can become the power of God to you. So listen, God is not going to dumb down his wisdom to come on our level. You see that? God can't help but to be wise. And it's our job as humans to come up to God's level by accepting him. And that's the only way we can come up to his level by accepting him, and then we get an understanding. Let's believe God. Even if we don't understand originally up front, let's believe him so that we can get an understanding instead of trying to reason in our minds and deciding with our own brain what we will and what we won't accept as the power of God. Amen. So we want to say thank you all for joining us today. We pray that something has been said that has blessed you, and we look forward to hearing from you, we pray that you will email us as well at gtdministries at gmail.com and let us know how this has blessed you. Have a blessed day. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.